Welcome to the Wealth with Purpose podcast, where people come to learn what the Bible says about money, wealth and business. Be inspired by some of the greatest Christian thinkers and commentators from around the planet. Enjoy this episode with your host, Alex Cook. Okay, well, welcome everyone to this episode. I have a fantastic privilege today of interviewing Daniel Hood from the United Kingdom. And uh, he's got a fascinating background, which you'll tell us about in a moment, but he's the founder of an organization called Fort Culture. And he is a civilization cycles analyst or biohistorian, where he studies uh, the rise and fall of civilizations, both the past, the present, and the future, and tracks people and, and what happens through these times. And uh, so we're going to be talking about the rise and fall of civilizations. And I think it's a really important topic because many people that I talk to uh, when we're discussing uh, the Western world and where it's heading. Many people are obviously very concerned about the direction that it's on. And certainly the last three years where things got turned upside down, people are increasingly concerned about where this is all heading and uh, sense that there's something not quite right. And so it's great privilege to have with us Daniel today. So thanks for joining us today, Daniel. Hello, Alex. Thank you. Yeah, ex-military, uh, served in the armed forces for, for several years, and um, so I was, I was a young, you know, finished my A-levels, and, and rather than go to uh, go off to university, I joined the armed, armed forces, so they captured me early, um, there I was a, a young officer, and uh, uh, yeah, so saw, uh, you know, tours of duty, in, uh, or I served before, during, and after 9-11, um, so that, that was a huge um, uh, kind of tipping point, I guess, for me, um, warning shot across, across the kind of the bow of civilization. Uh, so I served in, in, in Afghanistan, Iraq, um, studied finance. Uh, and then from there, I uh, worked in, in the city for, for a while um, in, in the world of, of investment banking. And um, I um, and that was before, during and after 2008, uh, a global financial crisis. So. I had the, the kind of military aspect, the geopolitical aspect, and then obviously the, 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 the financial aspect. And, and, and both those industries really left me even more despondent and asking more questions than, than ever before. And, and, um, uh, and then I, I worked overseas in, in the Middle East for, for, for a bit in, in, in the world of technology. Um, and of course, that 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 you know, the Middle East has been a really uh, has always been a, a, a kind of you know interesting place to, to, to yeah. work in and around. Um, and you know, I, I've always had a, had a passion. I mean, as, as a young child, I read the, the, the Thucydides, the history of the Peloponnesian War, I think fourteen at the time. Um, and I've always had an interest in, in deep history. You know, I, um, I always found it fascinating how. You know, kind of spectacular civilizations, successful, big and powerful civilizations. Uh, you know, what happened to them? Um, you know, why did they rise? Why did they fall? Um, and so it's been it's just been, been been a passion really, and and I found that kind of that passion and interest has, has got a little bit more more serious over the last few years. And um, as 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 you were watching it unfold. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Th- things are are, are unfolding um or cycling and we'll talk about that but the, it, it's happening much faster than um you know some of the kind of more ancient ancient civilizations like greece and, and particularly rome i think rome elicits such fascination because there we can see you know the, the kind of this whole story can't we from you know kingdom yeah. on the hill to republic to empire to footnote in history and and so you know greece had this distinct cycle rome had this distinct cycle 
And, you know, if you were to bring somebody or transport someone a thousand years later into yeah. the past, into Rome, a thousand years earlier, they would probably die of a heart attack thinking they were either on a, another planet or they've been uh, transported into the future. So, absolutely. you know, that's really the essence of, of the cycle is this, that we can go backwards and we can stay down for a very long time. Um, and, and this is normal, you know, in civilizational. Well, this, this, yeah, I mean, I, the more people I talk to, the more, you, you know, a lot of people sense there's something wrong. And I mean, I look at it because I'm a father. I've got four kids, 14 and under. And I just think, oh, man, what's this world they're going to inherit? Yeah. And, and the thing about COVID, mm. um, uh, and I don't know how bad it was in the UK, but Australia was just this authoritarian, like it just, it lost the plot overnight. So Australia has this supposed culture of being she'll be right and everything's okay. It was the, almost the antithesis of that. Right, um, right. Yeah, I, I think I, I noticed that, that particularly and, and um, I'm very good, good friends with, you probably heard of him, um, with Jim Penman, he's the owner of Jim's group. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in Australia, so he built that massive franchise, you know, yeah, yeah. and all the rest of it. So yeah. he actually, what a lot of people don't realise about Jim is he he's also, you know, he he's a doctor, he's also a research scientist, and he oh, uh, I didn't know that. Oh. oh yeah, he he. Well, much of what I write um, is based off of, of the work that he does. So he he is author. Um, or lead scientist, but behind uh, biohistory, which is probably um, one of the, the, the greatest theories that I've ever read uh, into the rise and fall of civilizations. And, and what was interesting was he, he you know, we, we speak regularly, we email and correspond. And, you know, he was very vocal about, you know, he obviously is, is a devout mm. Christian. I think he's got like, you know, like 12 kids or something. And, and oh, wow. so, yeah, oh yeah. So, so and and he, I think I, I forget. I think it was what was Dan Andrews, which uh, oh yeah, he was. Yeah, so he's think, Victoria. He was the shocker, right? Oh. He he, and and I think that you know, and and I think that that like I always say, you know, I think there was the world before the pandemic, and then there was the world during and after, where most people were like, oh, it's all a bit of a conspiracy, and 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 after the pandemic. I think a lot of people, it was like a meteor strike, wasn't it? That hang on, yeah. what on earth, you know, why are we copying China? Why are we ceding our, our you know, leadership role in terms of sovereignty and freedom and liberty? And so and all the, the traits and values that kind of made us so great in the first place. Mm. Um, to me, it seems we subliminally handed over power to, you know, this CC. We kind of looked at the CCP and we thought, wow, okay, let's copy them. And, and yeah, I think the moment, the moment, <laughs> that's what it looks well, like. Yeah, yeah, it, that's. I think that's what happened. I, th I think that you know it started in Italy, um, and you know maybe some of the the, the 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 kind of authoritarians or you know health specialists or whatever. Um, it's difficult to tell tell them apart these days. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they they kind of said, well, we can't get away with it here, and then they did, and then they thought, and then others copied them. So it's mm. very. Um, it was it was like they, a trial. It was like a trial. Like yeah, it was like it, we're all guinea pigs, and they're all trying different things. Yeah, it's very. You know, I have a great book called Politics and and, and Apocalypse by um, uh, Robert Hamilton Kelly, and and it's 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 titled Studies in Violence, Mimesis, and Culture on you know Rene Girard. 
And, yeah. and he talks about mimesis, particularly mimetic theory, this idea that, you know, we're creatures of imitation. And we don't know, you know, because we, we, we you know, it's kind of, we, we don't really know how to use our brains and how to think independently mm. and, and, you know, with so sovereignship so and so forth. So we look to others, mm. right? We defer our, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we're creatures of imitation and we like to think that we're, you know, autonomous, but we're not. And, and, and I think that's very disconcerting that, and I think that's what happened. I think that, you know, we looked at, at China in a way, I think there are, you know, the, I call them the blue tribe, uh, you know, those kind of on the left, that they kind of, look yeah. into the, they look to China for inspiration. Um, and, and I think they're increasingly trying to copy, you know, cancel culture, you've got China, and China, it's the social credit score. So you, you've got all of this kind of memetics going on. And, and, and I think that the pandemic well, was part of that. It, so. It's Friday, though, because it's basically leading to this situation where there's only one narrative that's allowed for anything. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. you mentioned Daniel Andrews, right? And um, to give you an idea of how bad it is, he passed this bill about two years ago called the conversion therapy bill, whereby if you're a Christian minister and you were to pray for somebody who's gay, that they wouldn't be gay anymore. You get 10 years in jail. Right. Praying for them. Yeah. Yeah. And you just think, this is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, I would expect to see, what, what we're seeing now, I, you know, as a civilization cycles analyst or, or, you know, kind of student of civilization mechanics, what we're seeing now is not a surprise. It's, pre it, it, you know, mm, we, predictable. We, yeah. It's predictable. We, we can, we, you know, to, to really understand what's going on, not only do you need to look back in time, but you also need to turn inwards. And I think that's where, you need to be grounded both in faith and reason. I, th I think if you're comfortable mm. in both worlds, yeah. you 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 see you get a bigger, a more complete picture of, of reality. And I think mm. it's really 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 important. And and you know our, our we are a tired civilization. We've been going for hundreds and hundreds. Of, you know, think about it. The, the West. I mean, we we've been, we've reigned supreme for four hundred years. Mm. Anglo-Saxon world. You know, Britain, America for maybe two hundred years the liberal world order for 30 years, uh, a generation, not even a generation. And all of that is going into reverse. And there, you know, after America, who else is there? Mm. It, it's, it's, Nothing, yeah. There, there's no one else, there, there, you know. So I think that we're really struggling to kind of reconcile with these biblical changes that, that, that are going on. Um, and that's why I'm a big believer that, you know, when we see these kind of mil millenarian kind of changes and, and you know, messianic changes, so and so forth, yeah. that are happening, go back to basics, you know, and that's why I, I keep it, you know, I talk about kind of biblicalism and Bitcoin, right? Yeah. So, and, 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 it, and it kind of segues nicely in, into that whole world. I, I think that, you know, go back to your core values and principles. And we know that Christianity um, works because look at what we achieved post Rome, right? We we, mm. we far surpass Rome. But what I say to people is, you know, this idea that we can save a civilization, that's where I kind of push back a little bit. And, and maybe some people, you know, kind of think, oh, you're a bit, you know, pessimistic and, and you should be optimistic. But 
Then I said, well, that's not really a Christian position to take. No, no, absolutely. Christianity doesn't believe in optimism. That's a new fad. It's kind of this, you know, it's it's like Oswald Spengler called optimism cowardice. I'm more hope and faith and promise that, that however bad things are, it's not going to stay like that. And we can always, you know, if, if you think of St. Benedict, for example, when he was born, uh, kind of in, uh, when Rome had begun to, long since begun to disintegrate, you know, he heads for the hills, right? The Benedict option, right? Roger's yeah. Benedict option. And, and um, you know, he, he kind of maintained the light of civilization. And, and you know, we had the monasteries and, and that was where we were able to kind of just branch out again and, and help to rebuild temperamental scaffolding. Uh, you know, if you think about it, you know, Br- Britain, for example, here, I mean, you know, not far from where I am, the, the Vikings sailed up the hum- Humber River, right? Yeah. The pagan, you know, uh, and and, and uh. so 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 I, I think that that like I said, you know, the tide is going out out for us as a, as a civilization. We're, we're exhausted. We, we've run out of ideas. Um, we're know, inventing. We invent problems now. Right. Exactly. And, and I think that that we've become so successful, and therein lies the seeds, you know, of, of, of our predicament or, or the seed, you know, the kind of, like the, the, our, our, the seeds, you know, when you see incredible wealth and, and kind of dense urbanization, over time, this is going to impact you. And as you know, in finance, obviously, mm. this is the generate, you know, the third generation, the, the, the generational wealth problem. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, the, the, the kind of, you know, civilizations rise in working boots. And they always decline in pink, fluffy silk slippers. So we're, we're, we're <laughs> it's true. Yeah, and, and it's, it's so true. It's really a, yeah. a simple, you know. And the more that the, the because we've been so successful for so long, um, you know, kind of elites, their luxury beliefs, the whole Christianity thing, Bible. We don't need any of that nonsense. They discard it. Um, you know that then kind of passes through a few generations. And now liberalism has regressed, collapsed uh, even more so. You know, we had Christianity that collapsed into liberalism when we became super successful. And now liberalism has collapsed into kind of this woke phenomenon where mm. we can't even agree on what a man and woman is anymore. And, and this transhumanism. Oh, Well, what I I say to people is I think as a society, you can survive an economic downturn, but you can't survive wokeism. Like it's just, it's it's so insane that you can't survive uh, it. Yeah, I I think it's, but to me, it's just, it's what I would expect to see at this late stage of of civilization. It's an indicator that, you know, we've reached, I mean, if you think about the evolution of, of, of culture, obviously we begin as a culture, we kind of grow into this huge, sophisticated civilization as Rome, you know, as happened with Rome. It began as a kingdom on a hill, um, you know, it kind of grew into this sophisticated republic, regressed into empire, um, and then it just, you know, completely fell apart and disintegrated. And, and, you know, we saw the whole woke phenomenon back then in Greece and Rome, and we're seeing it again with the modern West. But our fall will be way faster and more complete than, than anything Rome experienced because, you know, we, if you think about it, we far surpassed Rome in terms of mm. industrialization. Like they never industrialized, whereas yeah. we did. And, and yeah. so I think that, that, our fall will be, you know, it will be long and it will be spectacular. And I think it's begun. I think the economic decline. Uh, I think, I think, well, there's a guy, I don't know if you follow him, but uh, he's an economist 
in the US, I think he's based in Florida, called Martin Armstrong. Right, and right, yeah. His, his website's Armstrong Economics. Yeah, and that's right, yeah. He is fascinating. So he reckons by 2032, the West will collapse. And uh, I mean, obviously, he talks about all sorts of things, war. He, the, the, what's fascinating about him, he, he studies cycles, but he's obviously just, he's got this computer system that he's loaded all the history into effectively. Right. And it's yeah. study, it study cycles. So it's basically all about mm. cycles. Mm. And he reckons by 2032, the West will have imploded and China will be running the show, basically. Yeah, I, I think um, that makes sense. I, I think that China, you know, it's interesting if you, if you think, I mean, I, you know, you don't really need to put it, put it into a computer because... No, said, you, if, don't. If, you don't. If you study, all you need to do is just open a few books. You know, I mean, I, I studied all of the great scholars, sages, scribes, historians. You know, you, you've got Thucydides, History of the Peloponnesian War. You've got Seema Khan, you know, the, the kind of Sinic scholar. You've got uh, Evan Khaldun, right, the, the Mukadima. Mm. So um, you've got Oswald Spengler. You've got, you know, Arnold Toynbee, Jim Penman, which, which mm. probably he is. He, but like, his theory is biohistory. And, and mm. basically, it, it's it's almost like a scientific version of the Bible, right? Because yeah. if you open the Bible, hey, it's all in there. Human yeah. nature. It is, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's all in there, right? Start to finish, you know, you can read the Old Testament, the New Testament, it doesn't matter. It's all in there. It's all the prophets, Jesus, Moses. I think you hit the nail on the head, though. It's, it's human nature. Yeah. It's just that our... It's, it's all, and I, and I think that's what Christianity did so well. And it's a paradox, isn't it? Because we're told that, you know, Christianity is a load of rubbish, the Bible's a load of rubbish. Actually, Christianity in the Bible is more truthful um, than a lot of the secular nonsense that, you know, the Richard Dawkins and all these types kind of spout today. Um, you know, it, 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 and we're told that science is the truth and, and we should follow the science. And actually, all that's nonsense. Oh, know, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not bashing all science because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of people like Richard Feynman, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and you know, the, the, the great physicists and, and the stuff that Elon Musk does. You know, there, there, are, there are brilliant um, minds from Western civilization, Judeo-Christian civilization, who, you know, are, are fanatical about the truth for the truth's sake. Right. And, and, and yeah. you know, they, they discover laws. And, and so I think that's what I, I've become. I'm, I'm like a science, sociological seismograph, really, and, and mm. you know, very sensitive with detecting tremors and earthquakes. But mm. you're right. You don't need to be have a Ph.D. or, or to be you, you just to see. To yeah. Yeah. You, just yeah, you can see you can see it. Yeah, you can see it. it yeah. It, yeah it, but there is so still like, a lot of denial, yeah. though. That's what it also amazes yeah. me. Like um there's that pervasive oh we should be optimistic whereas i take right. the view of being realistic right. so i've been proactive because right. i see this as just a house of cards i focus on core areas i'm a big believer in just you know keep, keep, keep things simple um four or five big things so you know um that's why the you know, bible whole cultural technology aspect of it so we know christianity works and it's a proven cultural technology and mm when the you know shit hits the fan so to speak we can yeah. fall back on we, we've got a, a diff, we've got our spiritual shield you know put on the yeah. armor of God, right and and yeah. and bring it on like we've been through it before we've got the cultural memory and it's like there's nothing we can go through that we haven't seen before that we can't oh. cope with um, um, with biblical wisdom simple as that and yeah. then the second and then but obviously we're in the 21st century now and what's different is here we are in the information economy where we can transmit ideas and communicate and we can build networks and we don't need to be in the same geographical location. So I think that that's yeah. a really interesting dynamic. And that's where the whole Bitcoin 
expanded a network comes into it because I see the parallels between, you know, if you think, think about Rome, it began to wobble. You have this cultural technology, weird cultural technology in the farthest reaches of empire, um, you know, some place called Israel. Uh, you know, the Jews were there, pain in the arse. The Romans had to deal with them all the time. And then all of a sudden you saw this kind of derivative of Judaism emerge, you know, kind of this thing called Christianity, right, and Jesus and so on and so forth and the prophets. And, and you know, the, the, the kind of pagan Romans just dismissed it, didn't they, at first? They laughed, laughed at this. And said, then they thought, hang on, what's this? So it's a problem. It's a threat. Let's persecute. And, and But, you know, it, it didn't stop. Because there's a truth to Christianity, um, given the environment that, that you know, that, that they were living in at that time. Remember, we're, they were coming to the end of a thousand years of Western Roman history. Byzantine yeah. Empire split off, etc., and and then Christianity, you know, suddenly became, um, it just suddenly started to skyrocket, didn't it? So, and I see parallels yeah. between Christianity as this ethereal cultural technology, you know, kind of gift from God, and Bitcoin, which I would call God's currency. If you're going to create perfect money. Um, you know, that it's incorruptible, distributed, decentralized, power back to the people, you would come up with something like, like Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah, and, and it's so that's why I try and explain to people that, you know, you don't look at Bitcoin day to day, year on year, at the price gyrations, you treat it as a generational asset. Right, yeah. it's going to be here long after like gold, it. like gold in that sense. Right, like like gold. But but if you think about Bitcoin, is you buy it's a network. You're buying into the network, and also unlike gold, gold can be confiscated, can't it? And it, and it's not. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's kind of even though gold is always going to stand the test of time, there's something about Bitcoin which is really really interesting. You know, you, you can you can basically you know hold it off offline. It, I, you I can hold it off going, platform, yeah. It's going to be yeah. interesting to see how they're going to try and shut it down. So to me, if you look at the US and the U, U, US, Australia and place like that, they're going to try and block it so you won't be able to trans, you know, convert it back into normal currency through the banking system. You can see they're going to try and... Yeah, the, 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 there's no question that they're going to set the size on, but because it's such a... it's a. But if you think about it, you know, even China tried to ban Bitcoin, but you can't ban it because you'd literally have to close down the internet and and shut down computers it's yeah. distributed everywhere and you and i can transact and the authorities have got no idea we can do it peer-to-peer -peer. so, so mm. you know or, we can take it on a plane with you too you can take a million bucks of it on a plane with you through a storage facility any denomination you know million yeah. 200 million and if you think about it you know this is what i try to explain to people it's it, if you look at, you know, I'm a big fan of Michael Saylor and, and you know, he just took his cash pile, didn't he, put corporate cash pile and just turned it put, and turned it into the Bitcoin network. And, and he's outperformed all of these Goliaths in his industry yeah. because of the relationship that he's got with Bitcoin. And, and if you think about it, you know, let's say there are 50, 60 millionaires, you know, million millionaires in the world in the fiat, you know, fiat realm, right? There's 8 billion people on the planet. Um we know that the empire is disintegrating. We know that you know we're starting to see de-dollarization. It's beginning to accelerate. I, I'm yeah. a big, I, I believe that the next couple of months it will become quite clear that um, you know Joe Biden, the kind of liberal, you know that I call them the blue tribe, will have completely ballsed up their conflict with Moscow in Ukraine, yeah. Yeah. and that will be another major meteor 
um, that will accelerate because other countries will, will begin to gain the confidence that, hey, we don't need these idiots anymore. You know, why do we need the dollar to trade? Yeah, you know, let's... Right, and, and they're weaponizing the dollar anyway. Um, you know, and, and it does seem that I call them the blue tribe, you know, the kind of pagan, pagan tribe. That they're, they're, they've lost the media. Elon Musk came along with 40 odd billion and said, thanks very much, I'm taking Twitter. So they've, they, they've got diminishing returns there. They can't cancel the way that they used to do a few years ago. So the only tools really that they've got left is the military component that balls that up because Russia, mm. you know- it, it, Well, they've lost every war since yeah. uh, since World War II, right. pretty much. <laughs> and, 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 and it's true because I, you know, I used to serve uh, I mean, I, I served as an officer in, in, in the British Army for for, for several years. So, yeah. uh, and I, I was shipped out. You know, that was before, during, and after nine eleven. So, you know, to me, that was kind of the first warning shot across the bow of my civilization. For a lot of people that you'll speak to, especially in the financial realm, they'll probably tell you that it was two thousand and eight, right? The global financial crisis. That it was this big awakening moment for them. Uh, and then later it'll be, you know, the pandemic. So you got, for me, it really, it was the, it was the before, during, and after 9-11 that was the first meteor strike or warning shot across the bow that things weren't quite right. Yeah. Um, and then for me, it was the GFC. For me, yeah. that's when I woke up and went, hang on a minute. This is right. just the direction of this is correct. And disastrous that, but, but, long term. Correct. And I think for most people in finance, it, it makes sense that it will be the global financial crisis because, you know, I, I had the, the military component, the geopolitical component, you know, I was in Iraq, Afghanistan, but don't forget that you had the technology, you know, it kind of Ben Bernanke load interest rates, the, the kind of next to zero, which was the first signal, you know, free money, et cetera, all this kind of financial engineering and profligacy, um, and, and obviously that then created this huge bubble, didn't it? You know, you have 9-11, he dropped interest rates, this huge kind of bubble. Um, you had, you know, the, the, the kind of incredible rise of the subprime sector, which was a load of nonsense, wasn't it? Because yeah. you literally had you know, people who should not have been getting mortgage. I mean, in Britain, you had, you know, Northern Rock that was handing out, you know, like 125% of, of the value of your property. Yeah, insane. that's crazy. No, we yeah, had... And, and, we had similar yeah. in Australia. Yeah, no, you, know, you could self self certify your income. You had it was absolutely, and I, you know, I, I I studied finance at school actually as I was serving in the military, and um, and then when I left, I went into finance and worked in the city for a bit, and, and began to understand you know these mortgage backed securities. I actually worked for Investec for a bit, and oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so 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 you know, I, interesting background. Yeah, well, well, that gave me a good grounding in, you know, first of all, obviously, I, I'm, you know, kind of Judeo-Christian, I went to Sunday school as a kid, I was raised in the kind of biblical realm, and then... I was going to ask you, I didn't ask, I wasn't sure through your posts, Yeah. because obviously you're pro-Christian, I wasn't sure yourself where yeah. you actually sat in the... In the... Well, yeah, it's interesting. My, my so you, you're probably finding quite interesting. I, I am literally Judeo-Christian civilization personified, and people, what on earth do you mean by that? Well... My, my my mother was born in Jerusalem, so so I, oh, wow. I, I which is incredible. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that, or, or, or you know, aren't aware of that. And my my uh, sorry, that's just my partner for a moment. And um, and my father, uh, he his grandparents were good old fashioned Church of England, you know, yeah. so, so kind of white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, but but they were devout Christians, you know. So. Um, it's collapsing I, 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 as well, the Church of England, boy, oh boy. Oh, well, right. well, it, well it's, it, it, it's, it's just a joke. But, you know, I, I, I've, 
so I, I kind of went to Sunday school, but you know, I'm more on, on the, 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 the kind of Christianity spectrum. But I, I, what's interesting, I'm, I'm becoming more, it's more, more, I'm quite comfortable in the Orthodox realm. So I think, I think there's something to be said for Orthodox Christianity. Um, and, and uh, you know, there's something more authentic about it, especially now the Church of England is completely corrupted to the core. Um, uh. It's, it's just, it's, they, they don't even believe the Bible. I mean, far out. Yeah, it's just no, dribble. No, well, it's it's just, dribble. It, it just, just complete dribble. So, so I, I think that there's this yearning for, I call it kind of biblicalism. I mean, how can you even have Christianity without biblicalism? I just don't understand. Yeah. It's not Christianity, is it? it it's, it's no, it's not. I mean, it's, it's trying to appease the world, but means it's totally irrelevant. Completely irrelevant. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm a big believer... You know, Oswald Spengler talked about this in, in, in it was actually the end of the West. It was mistranslated from German into English. And I think somebody did it because perhaps they thought I was a bit too pessimistic. So we'll just say the, the decline of the West, you know, in the hopes we can turn it around. But it, it's actually mistranslated. It, it, it should be the end of the West. But he talks about this kind of second wave of um, religiousness. And, and you could argue that the woke phenomenon is a religion. I think that, that you know, liberalism mm. is a religion, secularism is a religion, but definitely wokeness is, is a, fan, a kind of a fanatical. But I think that we'll go back to... I, I would and, argue, and climate change, I always say yeah. to people, climate change is a religion. Right. It's no, no question. Yeah, that, that's yeah. also a, a huge... Uh, a, a, and even if it's true, right, let's say, this is what I, I always put push back and say, look, even if climate change was true, Right. And there, there was a red button that said, you know, should we press it and stop all new fossil fuel usage? Well, no, because you've got to understand the laws of physics. The only reason we've been able we've been able to have this industrial technological informational economy is because of fossil fuels. Mm. Right? Oil and gas. Absolutely. The moment we come away from hard commodities and, and energy and, and then we are we will not survive. It no. is, it's just there's no two way, ways about it. And, and, you know, go tell the hauliers and the truckers. And this is where I think Christianity has given so much um, a, 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 in, in terms of civilization and why we were able to rebuild the new and improved and spectacular heights. Um, it, it, it helped us to lay the foundations for, 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 for scientific thought. Um, and, and that's why we saw such incredible productivity and success and innovation and discovery because of Christianity, because of biblicalism and the truth. It really, you know, the, the, the Bible really is the, the kind of, the, the, it gave us the soul of Western civilization and, and you know, the foundational aspects of, of, of civilization. And, you know, the moment we started to screw with those foundations, then, you know, the house simply cannot stand, as you said, said earlier. And I think that, you know, I, I think that what's happened is that we, we, we've seen, you know, this whole woke phenomenon is a detachment from reality, mm. right? And, and, you know, Francis Bacon, um, yeah. it's no, it's no surprise, surprise that, you know, Nova Morganum was created at peak Christianity, where we really had our, you know, shit together and we were making incredible discoveries and, and mm. you know, why Britain became a, a, a kind of superpower really out of nowhere, mm. little England became a superpower. Yeah, this tiny country that it's changed the world thing. you think like, about i mean you think about travel is all in english it, it, it's, no, it's remarkable it's, it is remarkable and i think that, that you know the industrial i mean I, I was born in manchester birthplace of the industrial revolution and it's no surprise that you know the, the where we saw peak christianity so this powerful cultural technology we really got it together after hundreds and hundreds of years of, of constant cultural reinforcement 
um, we had this incredible uh, innovation explosion, right? And, and the industrial revolution, and it just exploded, and and Britain just literally, you know, if you think about think about the fall, you know, when the Romans left Britain, for example, around the fourth century or fifth, fifth century, early fifth century, you know, the Romans had been in Britain for four hundred years. And then yeah. one day they said, right, that's it. We're now in trouble. We're in decline and we're off and good luck. See you later. And, and so, it, you know, it's like people don't understand the con continuity of this. So and that's where, you know, kind of civilization cycles come into this, into the equation, yeah. because, you know, what, what, what you see is that, that, you know, Britain kind of disintegrated um, and, and you had this kind of, kind of, you know, the Angles, the Saxons, the Vikings, et cetera, et cetera, all poured in and, and, it took a really long time for us to get to get our act together, right? And, and to actually drive the Vikings out. The Normans came, and and if you think about Britain, you know, we we entered into a protracted dark age for nearly six hundred years, the fall of Rome to the Battle of Hastings, right? And, wow. and then it was only it was only gradually that that once we'd started to really practice Christianity and really believe and, and translated the Bible, biblicalism, and so on and so forth, things started, and and that's why I call. Christianity, a very powerful, effective, proven cultural technology. Cultural technology, yeah, it's yeah, great. The, 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 you know, think about, think about, you know, I try to explain what it must have been like for people living in the ancient world having to deal with a world where suddenly Rome was no more. I mean, Rome had stood for a thousand years, right? Mm. So, so, and then all of a sudden it was gone. So it, it, it was such a cultural shock um, and people had regressed so bad, so so far that even money went out of use. So trade collapsed by ninety eight percent. People resorted to bartering, and 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 you know it took. And and I think what happens is that you know our temperamental set point as a species is very low. We, our our natural inclination is to be you know kind of a pagany hunter gatherer, right? Mm. So round the campfire, grunting away. Um, it's not a natural thing to be, but it's not a natural thing to be civilized. It take, requires a lot of con constant cultural reinforcement to really be, become advanced and farming and, 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 and sophisticated political systems and advanced economies. It, it, all of that came from the Judeo-Christian kind of biblical ethos, which is incredible mm. to think that the technological, you know, the industrial technological informational economy came from you know, this, this, this kind of loaded, you know, this, this nonsense, or, or if you, if you're Richard Dawkins, you'll say that, you know, the Bible and Christianity, these are ancient relics from the distant past. No, they're actually the forge with which our civilization was created and became so powerful, right? Mm. So, that, so that's why I, I, I think that, you know, we're, we're cycling through again, um, I, I don't think that it's possible to kind of, you know, we're, we're not going to be able to save everybody. I, I think that, the ship is going down. It's to me. To me, yeah. I, it's it, the, the way I look at it. And part of the reason for doing this interview is to me, it's a uh, this issue, issue of making people aware, right? And those that then say yes, this is this is the reality, can then take the appropriate steps, right? Because what I think there are so it, many yeah. people who, who who just don't want to hear it anyway. Uh, and they like in Australia because it, it's been so prosperous. You know, I always say to to my clients in my financial planning business that anyone born since World War II has only really known prosperity. And so right. this whole whole idea that things can go bad 
doesn't yeah. it's so uncomfortable because they think of themselves on their flying on their next european holiday that's they right. don't and so they, they, they just can't face what's going on that's right well yeah. I, I think the answer the answer to that is first of all it's important to be anchored in reality and that there is a base reality and it is absolute and if you deviate from it you're going to fail. So I think the important thing is, first of all, you've got to you know, ensure your psychological defences are not overwhelmed. That's number one. So you've got to find these intellectual, as we're doing now and creating, you know, these intellectual sanctuaries and places of refuge, right, where we can get good quality information about what is actually going on. And that's the essence behind uh, a lot of what I do. And in fact, a, a lot of what I do the last year or so has been test content just to kind of get it gauged sentiment and actually I've found that a lot of people now I used to get a lot of pushback like exactly as you said don't be so pessimistic everything is great everything will be better because everything's been better previously um but what I find is a lot of you know the the, the more and more I get very little pushback and, and it's quite surprising given the the kind of you know that the, I really don't pull any punches I call it autistic unfiltered truth um you know and, and and it seems to really resonate with a lot of people now and what i say is look you know you, you've got to understand what's actually going on um we do have the ability to make really accurate predictions based on what's happened historically by turning inwards and studying human nature so yeah. we can make really accurate predictions about how we think society is going to behave dependent upon where they are or where we are on the cycle. So that's number one. And then the second aspect I say is, and what we're also trying to do is to arbitrage off all of this chaos and hedge against it. And that's where we then segue into things like gold, Bitcoin, land, yeah. online, offline networks. So, you know, no man is an island. Um, find you, your, your intellectual sanctuaries, places of refuge. Um, you don't have to, you know, sell the farm immediately. Um, you know, it, 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 as you know, in financial financial planning, everybody's circumstances are different. So it's never one size fits all. It always depends on the individual, yeah. the family or, 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 you know, kind of the, the, the nucleus of whoever you're talking to. So, yeah, it, 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 it's just, you know, I, I focus on the mega macro stuff. I focus on past, uh, present, future. Well, you know, it, 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 it's, it's incredible, really, because, um, uh, you know, it, it I mean, what, what? first of all, what I would say is that everything that's happening has happened before. So there is nothing that's happening today that hasn't happened historically. And, and I think that that's the, 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 the kind of big um, or the most obvious idea that, I, I, you know, that, that I think is important to get across. Um, it's very biblical, by the way, because the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Right. The, the, and, and, uh, and, it's, and it's so true. There, there is nothing. And of course, it's all there in the Bible, you know, and, and really what, what I've found is that the, we are the common denominator. So, you know, and, and even though we've got sophisticated technologies and, and, you know, kind of medieval institutions, sophisticated technologies, we're still the same. Um, we're still impacted in the same way. Um, you know, and I, I am a subscriber to this idea that, that civilizations um, are, are cyclical. I have quite a good brain for it. I, I think that you know, if you think about kind of the, 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 the different ways of thinking about things, seeing the world, there are those who are very logical, very analytical, um, very linear in terms of their thinking. And then, but I think in order to, to, to be a good civilization cycles analyst, you, you need to be a bit more of a lateral thinker, right? So you need to be able to, to synthesize past, present, future, 
you know, kind of pattern recognition detection, um, connecting the dots. And, and you know, I, I think if, if you can do that, then um, you, you begin to, to you know, you, you do see more, you, you know, this idea that, that civilizations just keep um, growing uh, or, you know, rising ad, ad infinitum is, is just does not seem to be true. And what's interesting is even, you know, technologists and, and brilliant minds like uh, Elon Musk have started to kind of pick this up. Mm. You know, he's talked about, if you listen to him, he's talked about this idea that, you know, civilization can go backwards as well as mm. forwards. And, you know, we, we could we could quite easily end up in a dark age. So I think that's- Well, you know, it's interesting. You, you did a yeah. post on Robbie Williams and even, you know, uh, right. uh, you know, a musician, he, he's worked it out. Mm. <laughs> even, so I think there, there is a growing sense, oh, this is just not right where we're all heading. So- Yeah, I, I think so. And, and I think, you know, but there's, all, there's always hope, there's always faith, there's always a promise that, that and, and of course, again, the book of Daniel, you know, the, the kind of Bible, it's all there. You know, you know, the, 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 no matter how bad things uh, are going to get, and I would probably, you know, hazard a guess that, that things are going to get a little bit more cra cra crazy. You know, as levels of stress and anxiety rise throughout the general population, what you'll find is psychological defenses being overwhelmed. And once yeah. psychological defenses are overwhelmed, you do start to see kind of crazy stuff that, that you, you really question and you think, you know, am I... You know, is it me going crazy, or or we've seen this kind of psychosis? And and I think we've started to, to kind of see that. You know, we had the, the kind of hysterical overreaction. You know, to my mind, um, mm. the pandemic. That um, was certainly my view. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 so, like I said, you know, at each stage you have 9/11, 2008, global financial crisis. You know, the pandemic. Um, you, you know, the, the kind of war in Ukraine. Um, you know, this whole net zero phenomenon, the whole kind of what, so, it, it, you know, there are all of, all of these kind of warning shots across, across the bow, really, as we cycle through. Um, and, you know, the, there are a lot of people who can sense this great disturbance in the force, but, but perhaps they're not able to make complete sense of it. And that's really where, where we come in is just to try to say, look, this is how civilizations work. These are the mechanics. These are the rules which are universal. You know, and they apply to any civilization. Um, and you know, this is this is perhaps you know this is what's happened in the past, and this is how we've interpreted it, and this is what we think will happen in the future. And uh, and so what we're trying to do is just be you know si seismological um, or sociological seismographs, mm. uh, just de detecting uh, you know detecting events as, and trying to help make sense of them as they unfold. Oh, that's great. Well, look, what do you say, like, thinking, obviously, there's the rise, and there's obviously the fall, what are some of the common factors that cause a civilization to, to rise and, and improve? You know, it's really interesting. All civilizations begin as a, as a culture, you know, if you think of Thomas Cole's thought course of empire, you know, you have the kind of Arcadian phase. Um, if, if you think of the evolution of, of, of life, you know, single cells, multi cells, transition from ocean to land, plants to animals, um, you know, mammals, consciousness, understanding, you know, what's actually going on. So you need to find the right kind of social networks, whether it be online, offline. I think that always helps, um, you know, and, and that's why I'm a big fan of social conservatism. Um, you know, it, it, it's one thing to kind of run off and head to the hills, but no man is an island. I, I think, yeah. think that, you know, it makes sense to jo join these intellectual networks. And you'll find that, that a lot of them will start to manifest and materialize. And in fact, are doing all over the world in they response are. to a, a lot of this chaos. Because most people, the good news is that most people 
actually are quite sane, ordinary, believe in common sense. You know, they're, they're not, not interested in, in kind of craziness, but you, you, you'll find that, that we've entered this kind of cycle of crisis. And I do believe that, you know, there are big, big mega macro events, geostrategic events that are taking place that, that will you know, accelerate this kind of, it will seem like we're moving, lurching into one crisis after another. And I think the frequency and cycle of crisis will, will begin to, uh, to be increased. So I think that's what I, would, I always advise. Just find your social networks. There's plenty of them around. Um, there's a lot of good quality information out there. Stay away from mainstream media. You know, absolutely terrible. Uh, you will not get the truth from mainstream media. In fact, you know, if you go to mainstream media these days, you will be misinformed, you know, severely misinformed. Yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah, I think that's the great thing. You know, a lot of information is, is, is kind of decentralized now and, and, and um, you know, it's e easily found. Um, and just, I was going to yeah. say just lastly, because uh, one of the things on your post that I saw was around underground churches as, uh, you know, right. I think it was a pastor you saw interviewed. So I was thinking, what do you see as the role of Christianity in the future? What, what role will it play? So, so yeah, so you know it's great. I mean, so I've actually got the full full the book out. So I don't know if you've read Rob Dreer. Oh yeah, no, I've read it. Benedict Option. Yeah, a it's good. For Christians in, in a post-Christian world. So I, I think you know it's, it's really, there's a couple of things. That, you know, it, it, like I said, nothing's happening now that hasn't happened before. So we can open the history books. We can go back. We can say, okay, well, you know, how is it that you know what? Why why did Saint Benedict of Nursia head for the hills, and what did he do, and why did he do it? So there's plenty of that's the that's the great thing about you know the world that we're living in today. If you think about it back then, you know, as Rome was starting to disintegrate, and really that's the kind of the the the, the big parallel that I think we should be focusing on um, and equating ourselves to the modern West versus um, Roman civilization. You know, they did not have access to all of, of the kind of information. Um, mm. and networks that we do here we are now yak yakking away talking about this you know where even a few few decades ago this would not have been possible so i think that's absolutely, yeah. yeah i think it's absolutely incredible um and i think that, that you know if, let's say okay there's a good probability we could be heading for some kind of a dark age for a myriad of different reasons there's also a good probability possibility that we can shorten it you know pretty quickly you know we don't have to kind of sit in a 500 year dark age figuring out what to do and or being oblivious to it so, so i think that um uh you know I, I i think think that faith is is going to be really really important i think it's definitely a protective shield you know put on the armor of god um and what i've found is that there's you know believing christians are already there they they they're already part of the, these kind of social groups and communities and, and networks online offline but there's a lot of people who also, you know, atheists and kind of seculars who identify with Christianity, but perhaps, you know, they don't know how to come back. So I think that that's going to be quite interesting. And I do think that, you know, we will see the rise of underground churches that are preaching the gospel, you know, kind of still believe in biblicalism. Not that I don't understand how you can have Christianity without biblicalism, but that's what you know the, the, the Church of England is trying its its hardest to do that, and we would expect to see that again. You know this evolution of, of Christianity, the, the, this this kind of it's like an, a, 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 an attack on it from from the insipid attack on the inside. Yeah. Um, 
like I said, I think that the, the key is to find, first of all, find, you know, you, you're, if you're in a position to find these, what I call fortress citadels, you know, kind of biblical citadels, um, you know, go there. Um, if it's not practical for whatever reason, find online networks. What we'll start to see is an increase in online networks. I think we'll start to see that um, again. And this will be, these will be organic. Um, so I think I think there'll be plenty of networks, you know, that, that Christians and libertarians and, and freedom lovers and those that believe in sovereignty um, will be, you know, will be creating in response to this great disturbance. You know, and it's happening, and you can see it's already emerging yeah. everywhere. There's all these pockets coming up. That's right. The world. There, there, yeah, yeah, there is. So, so that's what I always say. You know, there there will be pl plenty of options and, and plenty of choice. Um, and it really depends, you know, how how. Um, I mean, we we. we you know, we've seen Christianity be persecuted, you know, heavily, heavily in, in the past, and and you know, many parts of the world, it, you know, that kind of Christianity, you know, Christians are being heavily persecuted today. We, we're we're seeing it now in, in the West more so. I, I think, you know, in, in um, I mean, I, you know, certainly in in in, in Europe, you know, I, I think I think I think Europe in particular is is in a lot of trouble because. Um, you know, I, th I think America, like I said, they, they will probably balkanize. We'll probably see some rigid form of, of Christianity emerge in in, in 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 many many parts of America. Um, yeah, I think it's a good thing. Um, but I, th I think Europe really has a, a, a lot of problems. I, I think that uh, you know, I mean, I, I mean, at this rate, I think you know, by, by the turn of the century, Europe could be the 1400 year war between the Islamic world and, and the Christian world will, will, have, will have come, reached a conclusion. Mm. <laughs> I, I think that, um, you know, because if, if you look at kind of, you know, the Islamic world and you look at kind of the, the Muslims in Europe, the source populations are far larger. There are a lot more resistant to the kind of wokey cultural influence oh, yeah. liberalism and, and a lot more resistant. Um, and, you know, uh, European populations will age, they will grow more feeble. And I think that Europe will, will you know, it's sad to say it, but I, I think Europe will peter out by, by the turn, turn, turn of the century. Um, yeah. Britain will probably not be far, be far, be far, you know, be, be oh, far up. Uh, I think at, the, at this rate, um, things can always change. You know, there are always wild cards. Um, you've got this whole AI phenomenon, which is a kind of, you know, it's like it's interesting, isn't it? You know, we stopped believing in God. We started to believe in the state. We no longer believe in the state. We now believe in AI, as if AI yeah. is the new God, and it's suddenly going to. You know, kind of save us, and and um, and 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 sometimes I'm, I'm you know, uh, I, you know, I, it, that's going to be an interesting one to watch over the next couple of years. I, I think that uh, you know that there are a lot of smart people who who you know it's kind of, kind of the 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 the, um, the 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 mark of the devil, in, 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 so to speak. I think we're unleashing the yeah. demon. Um, so I, I, I agree with, with some of the concerns raised by, you know, the likes of Elon Musk and, and, and others. Um, so that's an interesting one to watch. It's a fascinating one because I find it interesting. Yeah. On one hand, it saves you a massive amount of time. Yeah. 
you know, the other day I, had to, I was doing a job interview and I, I thought I need some questions to ask this candidate. Right. And so I went on to it and said, give me 10 great questions to ask someone f- for a marketing role. And it gave me 10 great questions. It was brilliant. But then on the flip side, I look at it and I think, is this just going to make people more stupid in the sense they're just going to be dumbed down yeah. by it? They're going to be so dependent on it yeah, that they, been- they can't think for themselves. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting one. The, the, the antonym to, I always, you know, kind of post this and get this out, that the antonym to artificial intelligence is real stupidity, right? So, so you know, irrespective, you know, obviously there, there are concerns that, that it's going to become sentient or, you know, digital superintelligence, it'll far surpass us and that's it. But like I said, I, I'm a subscriber to this idea that civilizations are cyclical. They're driven by these, we, we, you know, we, we regress our character temperament. We regress from our limp neocortex, you know, which is the thinking part of the brain, you know, the, the, the kind of last part of the brain to, to develop. Um, and that's given us the, the kind of industrial technological informational world around us. Um, back to our more primeval limbic system, which is the reptilian part, you know, the kind of ancient part of the brain. The, the, it, that's the part that we feel with. So you'll notice this kind of we're living in this world now where it's all about feelings and mm. um, it's less about rationality and, and logic and thought and critical thinking. It's all about feelings, um, you know, ruled by, ruled by limbics. And, and so I think on the one hand, you've got AI growing more powerful and we're going, we're becoming more chimp-like. So it's an interesting dichotomy, I think, that that we're facing. Um, So that's going to be a really interesting, really interesting one to watch. And and, um, but there's no question that our mean IQ, I mean, take Britain, for example, if things carry on like this, our mean IQ will probably be about 85, which is really low. That's going to say. by the term, term you're not going to get a lot done with that. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, well, that's 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 what happens when we go backwards and we re- re- regress. You, you've got no chance maintaining complex civilization. Mm. Things just get harder and harder, um, and therefore that is why we enter into this kind of really savage, brutal dark age. And that's the the the, the kind of utility function behind, you know, religions like Christianity, for example. What they do is they rebuild your temperamental scaffolding. And you get to a point where after constant cultural reinforcement, you know, it actually unleashes our ability to think and to think critically. And that's why it's very interesting. You know, you, you know, mm. if, if you see this relationship between faith and reason, in fact, from, from faith, we get reason. Right. So, so, you know, kind of faith and reason are are locked in this war at the minute and the seculars look at religion and Christianity and they say it's all a load of nonsense. But actually, that that, that doesn't seem to be true. So I think which is quite ironic, really. And and I think that, um, yeah, so so I I think that that, that if we're not careful, we're we're kind of going going backwards. And and at the same time, we're unleashing the demon with artificial intelligence. And um, I, I think the real skill um you know especially raising your children is to think critically right mm. i think that's the greatest gift you, you can give your kids but most people most young kids are not even taught they don't they don't even read books anymore right no. they've not even read a single sit on book. devices so, yeah. yeah right so so you know how how can you really think deeply about things problem solve if you can't even read and you don't have the aptitude to, to read so 
it's a huge, yeah, it's, it's a huge problem. I, I think that the ba basics still apply, um, you know, and, and, um, and if you want a, a, an advantage, just study the humanities, the classics, you know, read, join these intellectual refuges, you know, sanctuaries, which there'll be, uh, you know, plenty that, that, that are yeah. springing up. Um, yeah. Faith, you know, biblicalism, um, and just go back to basics, really, because, I, like I said, I think we've entered the cycle of crises. The frequency and intensity, you know, we'll, we'll see an, an increase, I think, in, in, in various, and they will be all, all inter, in, you know, kind of interrelated. Right. Mm. So Ukraine's a classic example. So the conflict in Ukraine, you know, we haven't re really touched much on that. But, you know, to me, that's just a, co a continuation of the, the, the conflict which erupted in 2014. Right. So mm. if you think about it, you had, you know, Obama, you had Bush senior, um, you know, Clinton, Bush senior, Clinton, um, you know, Obama, etc. Donald Trump was like this kind of wrecking ball this this kind of stop loss um but he proved way too controversial they got rid of him parachuted joe biden in and you know i, I was confident that we'd see some form of conflict erupt again and i bet right that it would be ukraine and it did yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and and as we spoke about you know th they're not even doing that well it doesn't look like um it's going their way it doesn't look at um, it at all yeah, oh, the ma uh, the mainstream uh, media says otherwise, of course, but they right, uh, well, have a narrative yeah. to fulfill to probably that's get their right. advertising and, budgets up. <laughs> and that's important because if you think if you think think of it like this, you had Brexit in the UK, which was a wrecking ball, you know, which kind of got the ball rolling. That, that hang on, this whole liberal world order thing, you know, the, 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 there's this great disturbance in the force. Shortly after, you had Donald Trump, which was kind of equivalent, but obviously in America they have they do everything is channeled through the president presidency um and then geopolitically the equivalent would have been you know it, it looks like vladimir putin right in, in moscow right, he's a geopolitical wrecking ball mm. right so so he's basically laid the foundation for the end of the liberal world order uh, and now we can see this new alliance between russia china oh the BRICS, yeah. yeah yeah you know we, we the, the kind of kind of you know the, the indications now that, that we're starting to see de-dollarization so uh, we're losing the war on inflation. Um, it's not transitory at all. Um, and, and I think what will happen is like Rome, you know, governments can renege on the debts, but more likely that they'll, they'll hyperinflate. Uh, that's they'll hyperinflate the, inflate. So I think I think that's the political. That. That's probably the way they'll handle it politically. Yeah, that's right. And, and it makes no sense. I can understand why they would do that, because the alternative is just what are they going to do? Just let, you know, it, it, everything people, collapse. Um, yeah, people will be, bla ba ba you know, there'll be blood in the streets. So that's more likely. I expect them to, to kind of fire up the printing presses. And if you think about it, the reason that the Federal Reserve was forced to raise interest rates so hard, so fast, and, um, you know, the equivalent is like slamming on the brakes. You're not wearing a seatbelt, and, and the economy goes, you know, economies go smashing through the front windscreen. I, I think that the reason the Fed was forced to do that was because, um, you know, like I said, Vladimir Putin, you know, Russia threw down the gauntlet and said, right, that's it. We're making a stand. Um, you know, we're not allowing you to, to to come up to our borders, and you know, we're just going to uh, obliterate Ukraine, which I don't think he intended to do to begin with. Mm. Um, but it's turned out, you know, the Russians are now 
doing it the, the kind of Clausewitzian way, which is let's just grind down and wipe out you know Ukrainian forces uh, and obliterate them basically, mm. uh, and we'll just you know like a, a slow creep lava flow. Um, and, and it's 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 so yeah. tragic because basically it, either way I look at it is these uh, Ukrainians citizens, but also you know these young people going off to war. They're just right. cannon fodder. It's just disgraceful. Yeah, it, they're it, they're it just being wiped out. Yeah. It is disgusting. It's disgraceful. And, and I think that's why, you know, I, mean, I am a proponent of this idea that, 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 you know, there should be a multipolar world order because it's happening. It's coming whether we like it or not. I, I think that, you know, this idea of, of unipolarity, it, it's over, you know, and, and and if we're not careful, you know, one of the reasons I'm a proponent of, of this idea that, look, we should, first of all, there are other civilizations. We've left this third way of liberalism. You know, we've entered a world based on civilizations now, civilizationism. And actually, we should hope for a multipolar world order, because if we're not careful, if America continues on this path, it's going to face plant financially. And if it does that, um, we, we, you know, we will be at the mercy of, 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 a, of, a, of, a, of a powerful alliance, you know, Russia, China, in the same way that, you know, other societies and civilizations were at the mercy of Britain and, and, and America. Right, the kind of Anglo-Saxon world order, and, and we, you know, we got other countries and civilizations to do what we wanted them to do, and woe betide them if they didn't. Mm. So, I, I can see a, a time where you know the shoe is on on the other foot. Foot, and, yeah. No, I right, think it's and, a frightening reality. You know, I think we, so. we, we, we've dished it yeah. out for so long, and and you know, it's well, you've dished it out for so long. Now, you know, it's our turn. Uh, yep. Yeah, now now the shoes on the other foot and and you know suck it up. So that to me, yeah, I, I think that's what you know that that that's that's the consequence of a declining or a decaying empire. And and as you as you know, you know you don't need to be a particular expert to understand this. If you look at four thousand years of civilizational history, and you know there's some wonderful maps out there, and, and you know there's some great content. And, you know, there isn't a single one that, that's managed to, I mean, apart from India and China, they've got a continuous streak of, of history for thousands and thousands of years. But, you know, every single empire um, that has ever been has dissipated and, and decayed uh, and, 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 you know, risen, zenith and, and fallen. And, and America's no different, absolutely no different, no different than any, yeah. other, any other empire. Um, so... Yeah, I think that's the big, big idea, the big story, the big narrative, this idea that America is paralleling Rome for the same underlying physiological reasons. And, you know, how do we best cope with that? I think that, you know, the Christians have a really good chance because we just go back to, to basics, right? Go back to what we did before, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so we've got, you know, it's all there. It's not like you have to reinvent the wheel. Um, as you said, yeah. you know, it's all kind of all, all of the, the, it's all there in the Bible. You've just got to open it up and start reading. All of the yeah. wisdom is in there. Uh, Absolutely. So, well, look, uh, that's look. It's been um, fascinating talking to Daniel, uh, and great to meet properly. And uh, yeah, so look, uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, and look forward to connecting again in the future. Thanks very much. Thanks for tuning into the Wealth with Purpose podcast. For more great biblical wisdom and free resources please visit www.wealthwithpurpose.com.